Welcome to City Tech Stories, a podcast highlighting the experience and voices of the City Tech community. Each episode will center around a theme and include perspectives from across the college. My name is Nora Almeida, and I'm an instruction and reference librarian at City Tech. Uh, and my name is Jerry Tidal, and I'm the web services and multimedia librarian for City Tech. Um, so first off, I just want to welcome you to the new semester at City Tech. Um, a lot of things have changed. Uh, Nora, what kind of changes have you seen since the last time you recorded? So the last time we did a podcast, I think we were sitting in a conference room together um, in the library, which, you know, we, both of us haven't been to since March. Um, and I know none of our students or faculty who are listening to this podcast have been into the library since March. So a lot of things have drastically changed. And today we kind of want to have a conversation about what those changes mean for the people who use library services and, and resources and kind of an insider look, I guess, at what the culture of the library is like now that we're remote. Right, yeah. And in case, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, in the far future, one of the reasons why we've gone remote is because there's been like a health crisis, COVID-19. Um, a lot of places have been on lockdown. Uh, City Tech is closed. A lot of colleges are closed. Um, New York City has been pretty much closed with the subway and everything. Um, so there's been, you know, been a lot of drastic changes since last March. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good for the time capsule, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. So yeah, today we're going to talk about um, a few things uh, about the library. The first of all, we want to make sure everyone knows how they can access the library from home, since that's where most of us are these days. Mm -hmm. um, we also want to talk about some of the ways that you can get help uh, with research and, and if you have questions, where to go with that stuff. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, res our reserve textbook collections. We've had a lot of questions about those and want to make sure that everybody knows what's up with those. And also want to point to some of the things that we're doing um, while we're remote that we haven't done in the past, like virtual exhibits and using our blog and social media channels a bit more to connect with people. So do you think we should take a quick commercial break before we get started? Yeah, so let's just, uh, you know, pause here for a second and uh, switch to this commercial break before we come back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audrey Lord's Transnational Legacies, an ebook available now at the City Tech Library, edited by Stella Bolaki and Sabine Bruck. This is the first book to systematically document and thoroughly investigate Lord's influence beyond the United States and the coalitions that she built with women in Europe, the Caribbean, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, and beyond. So welcome back. Uh, I hope that you heard a great ebook uh, recommendation from that commercial break. Uh, but uh, one of the first things that I want to talk about is just how to access the library if you're off campus, since we're closed, since we're physically closed. Um, what you can do is you can just log into our library website. Uh, the address for the library website is https colon slash slash library dot citytech.cuny.edu. Of course, City Tech is all one word. And you can also do a Google search to try and find us as well. Uh, so we still have 
even though the library is closed, we do have a lot of electronic resources available. So you can search for some eBooks using the library homepage. You could also see the different kinds of uh, research article databases that we have. Uh, we also have some research guides that you can access. And you know, to get all of those, you, you'll still need to use uh, authentication method to, to access those services. So what you'll have to do is uh, instead of using your library barcode, which we used to do, we're a new now change, yes, a yeah. new change. Yeah, so this is a new change that uh, we're using is that we're you're going to be using your CUNY first login. So you're going to use your CUNY first um, username and then the, the password to access all those different resources. And Junior, what what should I do if like maybe some of our listeners like me have a big old stack of library books that are sitting right next to them at home as they're listening to this podcast that they took out way back in February or March? Or maybe they, you know, borrowed a tablet from our multimedia lab and they are like, I don't know if I ever have to return this. What's going on with returning books? Mm -hmm. um, so what should our patrons know about returning material that they borrowed before the library closed? So, yeah, that's a great question, Laura. I'm glad you asked that. So uh, if you have all of those things, if you have some books that you borrowed from last semester, uh, just hold on to them. Uh, and that also includes like technology too. So if you're holding on to like a laptop, or an iPad you borrowed from the library, not from the college itself, uh, just hold on to that. And then you, re you can return that uh, when the library reopens. Now, if you're going like out of state or you know, leaving New York City or, or you know, the, the metro area, uh, you may wanna reach out to us and then we can figure something out to get those resources back. But for the time being, uh, just hold on to all those materials and there won't be a late fee or anything like that when you return them. Yeah, and I think there's some pretty good FAQs up on our website if you have questions about kind of borrowing and returning things. So mm -hmm. um, check those out if you have questions and there's an email address there that you can um, reach out to. And the cool thing about the shift to using CUNY First for um, authenticating um, to get access to our electronic resources from off-campus, off which I just learned about this week, is that if you... Um, have a name that you prefer to use other than the name that is assigned to you in CUNY first. So something other than your legal name or whatever name is on the documents that um, get in, into CUNY first, you can actually change your name. Um, and we have a cool blog post about how you can do that. So if you'd like to update your naming preferences in CUNY first, those will actually migrate over to your library account. So we'll make sure that your preferred name is associated with your library record um, when you log in and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So Nora, if, if I had, you know, more questions about this, like, you know, how's a, what's one way I could reach a librarian if I wanted to know more about, you know, finding things about the library or, or do research or something like that? Yeah, so I mentioned that we have an email specifically for circulation, but the best way to get an immediate response um, to your question is, just to chat with us. We actually have a chat service that's available 24 seven. Um, during the weekdays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., you will be able to reach um, a city tech or CUNY librarian. And it's a, it's a real-time chat service. It's mobile friendly, so you can just chat like you're texting on your phone. Um, if you're doing some heavy duty research, you might wanna try to be on a computer or a laptop. So um, we can do things like screen share. So we can do everything from answer your question about um, you know, a book that you checked out months ago to um, help you with search strategies for a research assignment, help you understand, you know, an article that you found that you're having trouble accessing, um, 
you know, everything that you can think of related to kind of research, library services, or um, library resources. So it's pretty awesome. Um, we're also going to be rolling out some new ways that students can work with us, including doing like one-on-one -on -one research appointments. Um, so we'll probably do some of those over Zoom. And, uh, you know, you could meet one-on-one -on -one with the librarian and get more of like the kind of experience that people used to enjoy at our reference desk, which I miss very much. Yeah, yeah. I miss the reference desk too. Um, but, you know, if you want to set up those research appointments, you can do that on our library website as well as chat with a librarian in, in real time. And it's not just uh, City Tech librarians, there's also a collective of CUNY librarians that can help you out. Uh, and then if you know we're not around, say if you use the chat service in the middle of the night, there's always gonna be a librarian there, not necessarily from CUNY, but a librarian to help you with your, your research needs. Yeah, and it's not robots. Some people are like, is this a real person? It is, it's a real authentic librarian. And right. yeah, if it's the middle of the night, it might be like an, a librarian from Hawaii, but <laughs> it's definitely, you know, a librarian on there that can help you out. And um, yeah, I was, I was thinking also um, that our chat, our chat widget, which you can access on our website, as Junior mentioned, is also um, in most of the research guides. So if you're using a research guide and looking for some stuff and have a question, you should see a chat box right in there. And um, those guides are accessible in Blackboard. If you're using Blackboard for your classes, you'll see a little link that says City Tech Library on the side. And um, if you click in there, you'll, you should find some, some good recommended resources and you can chat with us without like, you know, typing in our URL or Googling us. You should be able to get there right from Blackboard. Yeah, I mean, now that you bring it up, I mean, would you wanna talk about what a, what a research guide is or how it can help a student? Sure. Um, so most of our research guides are like by subject. So we have a few guides for specific courses, um, mm -hmm. like for uh, some of the classes where we do a lot of instruction, like for uh, English 1101 and 1121. But most of the guides will just be like for all the biology um, classes or all the human services classes. And librarians at City Tech make these for the different areas where they're kind of a subject expert in that, in that area. And what they'll do is they'll kind of um, aggregate recommended sources and databases that you can use for research. So most of the guides have a section where you can um, have some recommended like eBooks. Um, there'll be uh, opportunities for you to search just from the guide, search our collections. And um, yeah, it'll just, if you're, if you're not sure where to get started, like what resources are good for doing research in psychology or research in um, chemistry, those uh, guides are just like intended to give you kind of some places to start. So um, yeah, you should definitely check them out. And as I mentioned, you should see them in your Blackboard courses. Um, so that's like a, a handy thing to know. Yeah, and as Nora mentioned, those guides have been written by uh, librarians who are experts on those subjects. So if you also need um, more reference help or if you wanna talk directly with that librarian, you can set up a research appointment and, and they can help you one-on-one -on -one in case you know, you're looking for something that goes beyond the guide itself. So Junior, I've got, been getting a lot of questions on chat because I chat yeah. with students all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to know, what can I do? I can't afford my textbook. And they want to know if our, their textbook is online. Um, so yeah, I was hoping to demystify some of the things about textbooks and online access and help our patrons out. What should I know about our reserve collections and textbooks in this new virtual reality that we live in. Sure. So I, 
I mean, I can only give like a broad interview or interview overview of what those reserve textbooks are. I think you probably know better than I, but I know that since the library, since it's physically closed, uh, we can't access what's there. So if you're a faculty member or a student who's looking for a particular textbook uh, that the library does have, we cannot scan it. Uh, we can't scan it, we can't send it to you. Um, so, you know, we'll have to figure out uh, another way to get the, the textbook to you. Um, already, it's also very difficult to get us to get textbooks for students for some of the courses because um, they're, you know, to be honest, it's expensive um, to get them into your hands. So, you know, the library still has to pay uh, for those uh, electronic textbooks. But I mean, I'm sure I'm missing other things in the library. Like what else should, should students and faculty know about electronic reserves? Yeah, so I mean, right now it's just really it's really hard for us to get access to a lot of things, um, even though we're a library. And a lot of people, I think, just think that if you see that there's an ebook version of your textbook available on like Amazon or through the library, I mean, through the college bookstore, you're like, why can't the library just get this ebook and share it with everyone? But sadly, most of those um, textbook publishers, they actually just don't let libraries buy licenses for their ebooks. So like they don't want a library to get one, one version of the ebook and lend it out to multiple people. Um, so even if you can get an ebook version of a textbook, oftentimes we can't. So yeah, for the students who are like, I can't afford my textbook, what should I do? Um, you know, there's a couple of different things that you can do. And the first thing you should do is really, I think, just talk to your professor and be like, hey, you know, this textbook's pretty expensive and I have a bunch of classes and I really can't afford to buy this because your teachers don't really know um, maybe if that, that's happening or if a lot of people are having access issues, then they might be able to do a workaround, like scan some materials from their copy of the textbook um, and make a limited excerpts available through mm -hmm. Blackboard or OpenLab or the, material, the platform that they're using to teach. Um, there's also another thing, if you're searching for classes in CUNY First, there's um, a zero uh, textbook cost mm -hmm. uh, attribute. So you can actually click on that and that will filter and just show classes that are actually not requiring students to purchase material. Instead, those classes are using um, open education resources or material that's already available through our library subscription. That's not something that you would have to purchase. So yeah, so it's a really hard time. Like we are used to just being able to help students get access to textbooks, but right now um, we don't have access to um, our own materials in print and we are also not able to get ele electronic access to a lot of these books. So um, it's, been, it's been a real struggle. So I think really, I think the best thing we can do is like talk to our professor um, <laughs> or let our professor know that the library can't get an ebook version um, or all the faculty out there listening. It's really hard um, for us to get ebook versions of textbooks um, and oftentimes not possible for us to do. Um, so yeah, I would, I would just say it's a new landscape, but we do have a research guide that I know you worked on junior with mm -hmm. some alternatives to textbooks so it might be yes for some people it's like time to rethink i think <laughs> what yes. material they're using in their classes for sure yeah, yeah i totally agree i mean if you are a faculty member and you're looking for you know some of those resources that nora has talked about the, the open educational resources the oers um there's a link on the library homepage that you can click on and it'll bring you uh you know to some resources there that will help you get those uh, materials to your students. So that's something to also kind of think about as well. Um, 
The other thing about reserve collections as well, since I'm the multimedia librarian, we also have access to Canopy. Uh, Canopy, if you don't know, it's a streaming media service that uh, the library subscribes to. And we provide a lot of films uh, to our students and faculty to use in class. But however, we've changed the way that we've kind of um, pick up those new videos and add them to the streaming collection. Now, if you want a film, uh, it used to be you could just log on to Canopy, you can just watch a film uh, until we ran out of funding for that semester. Uh, but now we've changed some things. If you want to view a specific film, uh, you'll have to get in contact with me or you could request it online um, or you know, by emailing me or visiting the Canopy website and sending an email. And then um, what we'll do is we'll release the film for your class. So um, that's another kind of thing to think about. If you use a lot of films, uh, a lot of streaming media, uh, you can use Canopy, but the way that you access those films has changed uh, just a little bit. Yeah, good to know. And we do have some good pointers if you're using a film or you want to use a, a piece of a film in your class that's not available on Canopy. Right now, that's the only streaming platform that we have. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have a fair use and copyright guide that just has some pointers for like, you know, what to do if you need a film um, and you have access to the film um, through, you know, a subscription service or maybe you have like a DVD I don't know, VHS at home, who knows what people are, <laughs> you know, some legacy media. Uh, yeah. So there's, there are some other options aside from canopy, but yeah, like, I think just like the ebook situation, a lot of people just don't know. It's real expensive yes. for us to get films, real yes. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so true. laying down some library truths, I think maybe we should take a commercial break. Sure. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's take this a uh, quick break and uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Basketball, Science on the Court by Emily Mahoney, available now as an ebook at the City Tech Library. Slam dunks, quick passes, and jump shots are only possible because of science, and readers of this book will discover why as they explore the ways physics, biology, and other areas of science are applied in the game of basketball. Okay, so welcome back. I hope that you had a good uh, recommendation there from, from that last commercial break. Um, so besides, you know, services that we have here in the library in this new kind of world with a, a pandemic going on, uh, one important thing I would like to mention is that uh, everyone should fill out the census, the 2020 census. Um, if you don't know what that is, uh, it's basically a count of, you know, the number of people in, in the U.S. It's a constitutionally mandated count uh, where everyone, you know, says that they, they live here. Um, and what you can do to, to take the census is go to the official census website, and that's 2020census.gov. That's 2020census.gov, and that is the census website. And from there, you can take the census. You can also take it um, by calling a 1-800, or not 1-800 number, but a 1844 number, and that number is 1844-330-2020. Uh, and one of the reasons that it's important to take the census is because, uh, you know, that count helps us, helps libraries especially, and educational institutions uh, with funding. Uh, so once we know how many people are, you know, here and, and, you know, where they live and things like that, we can use that count and it helps us justify getting funds um, for technology, for books, um, all kinds of other things that, you know, support you. And it, it goes beyond the library as well. It's also infrastructure. So like all the roads, um, electricity, things like that. So it's very important that you take the census. Uh, due to the pandemic, they have changed the deadline for the census. 
uh, it was available until the end of October, but now it's pushed to the end of September. So uh, if you're going to take the census, uh, be sure to do that before September 30th. Um, and as I mentioned, you can go to the website um, or call the number. Uh, there's also some resources on the library blog as well that you can click through, and that gives a better explanation of you know why why you should take the census. Um, but Nora, would you want to talk about the upcoming um, raffle that we have? Yeah, so we're doing a, an initiative for students um, where we're going to have um, some info coming out soon on our social media platforms. Um, and it's kind of a social media census campaign to raise awareness of mm -hmm. um, being counted because you count. Um, yes. Yeah, and it's it's going to be under the hashtag city, city tech counts. Mm -hmm. Hashtag City Tech Counts. And um, yeah, we're working on this uh, initiative with the Office of Student Life and Development and with NYPERG, who do, do a lot of um, political advocacy for students in New York State. Um, and you can just talk about why you took the census um, in a short video and tag us, and then you can be entered into a raffle to win some cool prizes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And yeah, I think Junior made a good case for the census. It's really, if, if, if we're undercounted here in New York, then we just get less federal funding for, yes. for everything from schools to infrastructure to libraries. So people are like, why do I care about this? But it can actually even affect how many political representatives we get to um, advocate for us in Washington. So it's super mm -hmm. important. And you only need to do one per household. And it really takes like five minutes. I right. did the census right away. It's not like voting. You don't get a cool sticker at, at the end. But it does mm -hmm. matter a lot. So yeah. So check out our blog post if you want to find out more reasons you should take the census. And there's links and stuff up there. But um, yeah, if you follow us on social media you will definitely find out more about our census initiative because we're going to be posting about it starting next week and um, hope some of you guys can participate in our raffle. Um, yeah. And speaking of our social media channels, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, we are trying to reach students and faculty that way um, while we're remote. So we're going to be posting a little bit more regularly on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So wh whichever of those platforms you're on, um, check us out there. Um, we also have a YouTube channel where we're, putting lots of new cool videos and um, research kind of tutorials. Um, yeah, and uh, we have a couple old, uh, old episodes of our podcast up on our blog, um, which we mentioned earlier. And um, you can also listen to our uh, podcast on iTunes, uh, Spotify, or SoundCloud too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in case you need to know our social media handle, you can always Google us, uh, but our handle is City Tech Library, and that's all one word. And as Nora mentioned, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think we're still on Pinterest too, but it hasn't been updated in a very long time. I, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advocate for our, our Pinterest yeah. channel. The Twitter and Instagram, for sure. We're, we're yes. updating those regularly. You can DM us. We will respond. Right. You know, yeah. um, the, the, that kind of thing, yeah. But yeah, and our YouTube channel is, we're trying to build it up. So if you're a YouTuber, you know, check us out. Yeah. We're not on TikTok yet. I know CUNY's on TikTok. But yeah, there is some CUNY TikTok. Did you see that CUNY library TikTok controversy yesterday? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we've dispelled uh, some of the myths that that TikTok put out into the world. So yeah, this so. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know more, you can always reach out to, to me and Nora about the, the TikTok controversy. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's all over the internet. It's, it's, it's an important development in, in the world of CUNY. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for listening and stay tuned. Yes, for more stay podcast tuned. episodes. Yeah, to come. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I mean, our, our podcast is uh, regular, regularly, sporadically, I guess sporadically updated. Um, but as Nora mentioned, you can listen to us on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, subscribe to, through iTunes. Um, and yeah, since this pandemic is going on, we're just going to be doing remote uh, recordings of the podcast. But yeah, if you want to get in touch, uh, just visit the library website and uh, you know, give us a holler. Yeah, and if you have an idea for uh, a podcast, you know, add us. Yeah. We're open. Yeah. But we're so, closed. We're also yeah. closed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening.